Welcome to the bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. In today's edition, Raj and Richard discuss changes prior to COP26. I want to start dominating. Obviously, with COP26 happening in November and the government sort of bringing in, I mean, it's already, brought, it's already said it's going to do quite a few things well in advance to actually, um, no, the, a good example is the um, banning the sale of halogen lamps, you know, the light bulbs, which is really unfortunate because I've only just got used to them after all this time. Why, why, is, why is that? Why are they doing that? I think I'm not. I think it's the production of them is such that actually, and also the, getting rid of them is not easy either. I mean, so I thought they were low cost. I thought that they they are low cost, but the problem is they they, they want to move everybody to LED, which is the lowest of all costs. Oh, I see. Yeah, they want to get people onto LED lighting, yeah. and I think the LED lights, you know, people forget they're blooming expensive. So who's going yeah. to? You know, when you suddenly realise the cost of these things, you do need a government to come in and say, right, this is the rule. Because that's the only way you're going to get the uh, volumes and sales to allow the price to come down. And that kind of centralised savings, like I'm sure it's the same where, where you are as well, but around here, the, the street lights dim at 12 o'clock and it's kind of, I suppose, reduces the costs and also lets people sleep who've actually got their bedrooms with a lamp outside. Um, so and I think that's good, you know. I tell you, say I have got a bedroom with about three, or, it feels like three or four lamps outside and they don't dim. Do they not? They don't oh, yeah. dim. They only dim. Well, actually, that's not true. They do dim about two or three in the morning. Do they? And I tell you, and, and the reason is that somebody um, had an accident outside my house. It was, uh, we'd live in a distant roundabout. Had yeah. an accident. And it's the most stupid accident I've ever come across, okay? Yeah. Um, and I think they've just decided it's a hot spot. <laughs> so as a result, the lights yeah. are on, you know, 24 hours, people by seven, effectively. It's really oh. horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be, though, that, yeah, sometimes they're needed, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. any excuse. I think the person just blamed the lights, even is probably is half drunk at the time. Who knows? You know, but they've, been, they've declared it as a hotspot and yeah. the lights don't dim and it is, it is horrible. But yeah. But going back I mean, to, the, going back to the, uh, the climate, one of the things that I thought was interesting news wise was that the, w, uh, the World Travel Tourism Council have got together with the United Nations on their environment program and they're trying to uh, map the use of single plastics within the travel and tourism uh, industries in an effort to then come up with a report that will actually highlight the use of single plastics and hopefully then give options to the industry to actually change their supply lines, change the way they do things and just move to alternatives. And I think with it, from a travel from a travel perspective and from a tourism perspective and a hospitality perspective, everybody I think wants to be um, embracing the idea that we use recyclable things. Yeah. But yeah. I came across um, I came across something that I, to me personally, I'm not saying it's a problem, but I did it did did it did make me think twice. Obviously, we haven't been out for ages. And uh, the last time I went out, um, I decided, and this is about a week or so ago, I decided to, because it was hot, I decided to go to Starbucks and get a, one of these um, frozen drinks. And they had a paper stroke cardboard blooming um, straw. It's not the same thing. <laughs> I was not amused. 
uh, as opposed to the a plastic as opposed to a plastic one and it's oh gosh that yeah. reminds me of the old days when we had um in my age group at least had free milk at school and the and the the the, the, the paper straws would never would always kind of like just seize up and you could yeah you know, exactly exactly I think there should be a greater emphasis on, yeah, okay, straws, you have to do them. But what's the point of having a paper straw or a cardboard straw, a recyclable straw, if the cup you're giving the drink in is all plastic? Is that right? Gosh. Yeah, it's all pla- it's clear plastic. I say, hold it. What is the point? What is the I mean, point? So I think that the, I think the hospitality industry has got to make sure it doesn't fall into that kind of... Um, horrible corner which is you get accused of just paying lip service to the whole thing yeah that's right isn't it unfortunate you know there are always other other aspects you know of like i I was thinking of all the bottles that need to be um put into recycling when you're going through um security for security reasons um and so balancing security health the economy sustainability you know it's so difficult isn't it everything i think it's i think it's going to be i think the hospitality industry all aspects of it especially in hotel in in the um accommodation environment i think there's a really significant need for someone to say this is how you do it this is how you become a more sustainable company this is in terms of the environment and this is how you deal with issues where maybe you don't know that about recycling enough or you don't, don't recycle sufficiently or you don't know what options are available. It's almost like templates need to be available to all the uh, providers. And I think they'll actually embrace it in the same way that we embrace health and safety. Health and safety, to be honest, it's a, you just got, you got a template. You go by the template. You do what you're told to do because it's easier. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to put a fire exit sign up. You don't sort of question it, do you? You just put it up. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's what's needed, I think, with the climate change side, because it's obviously a huge issue. I mean, I gave a, I gave this, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that I said to a friend of mine earlier this week, actually. I was talk, we were talking about Cornwall and we were talking about climate change, and she was the one who actually highlighted that you know all think about all the fuel that was used in bringing these leaders to the cornwall and i said yeah the problem is that sometimes people aren't close enough to the problem to understand really what climate change means and i gave her an example it's about about 15 16 years ago back in india my family still has a farm and in that village as in most villages you know not everybody has a well Obviously, and for the homes, so you obviously have water pumps in the fields and stuff. But in the homes, you might have a water pump, but you also would have a well. And I was on holiday there, and while I was there, there was um, two brothers died. Okay, they died, and me being me, I asked why they died and wanted to know more. And they were actually um, their, their their trade was making wells. Right, so they'd actually dig wells in homes and so on, and where they were needed. Yeah, and they were digging a well in the, you know, ten years earlier. They were digging around twenty meters deep. They were digging down to almost a hundred meters, and the well collapsed while they were digging, and that's how wow. they died. It's a horrendous wow. death, truly horrendous death. But mm. the fact that they were having to dig so deep, 
and this is like 15, 16 years ago, in right. a place where water was plentiful. Really? Yeah. So that is, you know, and that to me is what people don't see. They don't hear that. Mm -hmm. This is the impact of climate change. You know, it really isn't just about icebergs melting. It's about the fact that to get to water, it's now getting dangerous for some Yeah. Reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a dreadful, that's a dreadful um, uh, tragedy. Um, sorry, sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, like the, the generally that sort of climate change, um, this won't be a very popular thing for me to say, I'm sure, but backward engineer the entire world. So rather than saving coffee cups and recycling them and everything, how about we don't have a long haul anymore, you know, that that somebody can't can't holiday in Australia anymore or if they do they've got to hop three or four times to get over there you know there aren't these long haul trade you know yeah we've, we've we've just signed an agreement with Australia worth I don't know how much and the UK farmers are now very worried but was that necessary to take you know New Zealand, well, it's Australia, not New Zealand, but, you know, cattle across the world or, or produce, all, all sorts of potential problems. So whether it's then business travel, do we need to trade, with, you know, that far? Shouldn't we really be trading with people closer to home and, and leisure travel? So stop all of those long haul flights and, you know, then... Probably Starbucks coffee cups won't be as important, but of course we're choking the fish. So we've got yes, to sort that's that right. out. And, and you know, the just taking on board what you just said, one of the things that people tend to forget is that there is actually another another element of this, and that is don't buy so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I hate to say, it, but don't buy so much stuff. I mean, the reality is, you know, if you buy less stuff, guess what? A lot of those things don't happen. I mean, talking about, you know, don't buy. And, you know, we, we've talked in, in previous um, uh, podcasts on um, the roadblocks in West London that have, with flower pots that have stopped, in, in theory, that stop you from using the car so much. So local government are stopping you from taking a car from A to B, but they're flying over to, they're flying down to Cornwall. Uh, having trade agreements with Australia and, and the United States, that's kind of like doesn't match, you know. So I think I think one of the things it's quite true. when we decided as a company to uh, go greener, it was actually uh, it wasn't an easy decision. Now we, we took the decision um, about three years ago now, yeah, about 2017, so about four years ago. So we so the question was how do we become greener, and one of the things that Obviously, a technology company, the big thing is how much do you have in IT equipment? The, the electricity that's burning is substantial. And we had our own cloud and there was lots of stuff that we were doing ourselves. Um, and it, it was a really arduous journey to become a company now that has totally, as I think we've really minimized our use of carbon. Okay. Um, and I know we can go further. I know we can, you know, recently um, I upgraded some of the laptops for some of the guys by giving them laptops that have that yield, that require less power. You can't get rid of the computer. Mm. Now, I can't ask the guys to start doing everything on pencil and paper. Mm. But the, we're kind of pushed about how much more we can do. You travel less, right? Okay, you travel less, but somebody's got to travel. 
Mm. Yeah, you work from home. Okay, fine. You work from home. Make sure you've got, you know, don't need the light on work when it's light. When you do need the light, put a low powered light. But we, it was a really hard journey for us to go to a point where we could trust the technology. The reason we had the stuff in the first place, our own stuff, was because we didn't trust other people's technology. We, want, we didn't trust other people to maintain it properly, to care for it, and to do the right thing by, if it, go, if it breaks, what do you do? Okay, mm. so for us, it was a really tough journey. And you know what? It's still a tough journey for a lot of companies to actually, yeah. because they, you, 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 being greener suddenly meant you had to accept that you're more dependent on some of the supplies than maybe you were in the past. Yeah. And you got and if and and then it comes down to the point of you know, well, who do you call if you've got a problem? Honestly, if you have a problem with Amazon, you've got no one to call. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah. therefore you've got to think about all of that kind of stuff. But once you get it all up and running and you do things in the right way, and we've taken the some people would say that we've taken the crazy route because we still have a hell of a lot of control over our environment, far more than most other companies. We hope you enjoyed listening to this bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. The full editions are available on all popular podcasting platforms and include additional material which we hope you will enjoy. Thank you. Thank you.